0: The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network, the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com.
1: Oh, God, there's way too many things to talk about today. How you doing, Bob here, uh, talking about uh, Bubble Genius and the Bubble Genius Showcase item of the week. Uh, okay, primary elections are underway in the midterms. Uh, will be here before you can say impeach Trump. And now you can remind yourself to vote every time you wash by picking up Bubble Genius' Vote Soap. A five-ounce bar of sweet-smelling soap artistically carved into the shape of the word vote, with a third of the proceeds going to resistance candidates across the country. Only $7 from Bubble Genius, but you can use our promo code BOBC for 15% off your entire order, only from BubbleGenius.com. Okay, on today's show, Buzz Jong-un is here. (laughs) But, you know, today's show is going to be almost entirely about the North Korea Summit in Singapore and the disastrous G7 Summit in Quebec. But maybe we'll have time to dig into immigration and uh, the Manafort indictment news. Another indictment was handed down to uh, gets Paul Manafort and also Konstantin Kalemnik. one of my favorite Russian names to pronounce, Konstantin Kostya Kalemnik. So uh, stand by for action. All that and more coming up. And now let the cartoons begin.
0: Casting from resistance headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Zeska Show, presented by Bubblegenius.com. Mr. Walker, I am extraordinarily busy, sir. Uh, I just wanted to ask about the chocolate. Uh, The lifetime supply of chocolate for Charlie. Well, when does he get it? He doesn't. Why not? Because he broke the rules. What rules? We didn't say any rules, did we, Charlie? Wrong, sir. Wrong. Under section 37B of the contract signed by him, it states quite clearly that all offers shall become null and void if, and you can read it for yourself in this photostatic copy, I, the undersigned, shall forfeit all rights, privileges, and licenses, hearing and hearing contained, etc., etc. Fax, Mentis, Incendium, Gloria Calpum, etc., etc. Memo bis punitor delicatum. It's all there, black and white, clear as crystal. You stole fizzy lifting drinks. You bumped into the ceiling which now has to be washed and sterilized so you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. You're a crook. You're a cheat and a swindler. That's what you are. How can you do a thing like this? Build up a little boy's hopes and then smash all his dreams to pieces. You're an inhuman monster. I said good day. Bob Seska. If you vote for me,
1: all of your wildest dreams will come true. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, June 12, 2018, and this is the Bob Suska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. I am Bob. How you doing? Hello. What's happening?
0: Hello, Bob. Hi.
1: We are brought to you by BubbleGenius.com. It is the best soap in the world. Also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and Attorney Charles J. Bowen. Check out Bowen, the cover of South Magazine's power issue on stands right now. He is listed as one of the South's greatest lawyers, and I can, of course, vouch for that. You can also find Bo at TheBowenLawGroup.com or just click Bo Bowen's picture on the podcast page. It is Trump Crisis Day 509, 146 days until 2018 midterms, and uh,
0: Buzz Buzz Jong-un is here. (laughs) Buzz (laughs) Jong-un news and comment. (laughs) Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'm very excited about today's show because I just heard we're having no more swimsuit competitions. (laughs) So I am here and I'm ready. And... <laughs> I know I know that you and I have been friends uh We've been allies for decades. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, decades. But uh, I just, I just want you to know, you're dishonest and weak.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I am also, I'm all for the record. I'm also quite meek too, on top of everything else. So where do we, uh, where do we start here, Buzz? Obviously, the North Korea summit. Uh, yeah. Everything went basically as we were all predicting, which Donald Trump walking away with nothing. He gets nothing. He loses. Good day, sir. You get yeah. nothing. You lose. Good, Good day, sir. day, sir.
0: And then, of course, he's claiming that he's got everything. That's the alternate reality to to some of us, to half of us, hopefully more than half of us. Yeah. Uh, this, this was, the results were as empty as we expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to Trump supporters and to other hopeful people, including my father, who's a veteran of the Korean conflict, yeah. uh, you know, are very hopeful and excited uh, that this could be the beginning. Of course, uh, there is no peace treaty. I mean, there's so many things we could talk about that didn't come out of this of this summit and, uh, you know, may or may not in the future, uh, based on history, probably won't. But uh, hopes are up for a lot of people, for South Korean families, uh, North Korean families for that matter hoping to be reunited uh, we're getting a lot of people's hopes up here uh, the returning of uh, prisoners of war uh, but uh, again veterans of that war who are, are were hoping for more And uh, but at the same time feel like great progress has been made toward that by the trump visit trump will uh, trump and kim both get what they went for and that's political capital back home
1: that's basically the extent of what they get now the problem is is that political capital in either of their hands is a dangerous dangerous thing <laughs> and and right. what we know is that if kim jong un Uh, has successfully gone back to his people and said, you know what? Our nuclear program has brought America to its knees. It's brought them to the negotiating table. It has lifted North Korea to the status of of world power. So let's give that up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, let's just (laughs) hand that over to them. How about that? I mean, ultimately, if your thing has been to shit all over the Iran deal... Uh-huh. And now you're having a Kimgasm over this nonsense. You can uh-huh. feel free to bite me because this <laughs> this is not. Anywhere close to being as thorough or as comprehensive as the Iran deal. This is I don't know what this is. I mean, I at know. one point yesterday there was Dennis Rodman on television <laughs> crying about Kim Jong un mm-hmm. and how he wants to work so hard for his people who he's busily torturing and torturing, starving to killing, death. Right. You know, and if that was an indication. That we are through the looking glass, that we're down that path toward idiocracy and an eventual president Camacho firing off an AR-15 during the State of the Union. I don't know what puts it. What else would put us on that
0: path? But yeah. here we are. Here, here we Indeed. are. Indeed, and just the thing we have to remember is that there are two realities here. There's yep. the real reality that you and I, and hopefully the people listening to this program, see. Yep. And then there's the reality that Trump supporters and other very hopeful people see. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it's, there are two, you know, it was a success, it was not a success, depends on who you talk to.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I usually go for the foreign policy experts, those are the people I go <laughs> well, and I, I read first, and and what's built in, what was...
0: There's what, the problem, there's the conflict I right know, there. I
1: know, damn me for looking at all those expert opinions, all those expert you point facts. of views. On, yeah, Jesus, but at the same time, all of the Trumpers, all the red hats are... Doing what we all predicted them to do, which is regardless of how this came out, whatever happened, whatever details were part of the agreement, doesn't matter because they're just creaming themselves over whatever. And they will. And then ongoing, this will happen on a continual basis where now they'll renew the Nobel Peace Prize things. But we don't know any of the actual specifics of this deal. All we know is the basic. I think there were like four basic bullet points in all of this. Four simple Mm. points. And most of this was worked out before donald yeah. trump ever sat down and shook hands I with the, shook hands by the way repeatedly with kim jong-un very touchy very grabby
0: <laughs> yeah tapped him grabbed him yeah. shook him uh everything but the kiss yes but, but
1: then again he promised that he would he said he was gonna he was gonna figure out kim jong-un by his touch and his feel which made me want to uh-huh. vomit when he <laughs> said that because nothing's more repulsive than donald trump touching and feeling anything But, I mean, here here are the four bullet points of this deal. Uh, Yes. One, the United States and the DPRK commit to establish a new US DPRK relationship in accordance with the desire of the people of of the two countries for peace and prosperity that's a bunch of platitudes mm-hmm. right. uh, number 2 the United States and DPRK will join their efforts to build a lasting and stable peace regime in the Korean peninsula noble that means. N- noble goal but what does that mean exactly? exactly we don't have any details number 3 reaffirming the April 27 2018 Panmujuam declaration the DPRK commits to work toward complete denuclearization of the Korean peninsula Uh ding ding
0: asterisk uh, yeah
1: right maybe maybe we'll come back to that number four two asterisks then yeah yeah (laughs) well i mean the the main problem here is there's no way of verifying because donald trump didn't set up a means of verification like with the iran with the iran deal you had un inspectors and you had a process established and that's why it took them so long because they needed to come up with verifications, because we're not just going to say, well, we'll just take your word for it. You know, it's (laughs) also
0: it's all it's also in the wording. Now, on one hand, Trump has promised uh, after uh, signing this agreement that 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 means international and U.S. inspectors verifying uh, the elimination of these weapons and weapon systems and production systems. Uh, But the key word there is peninsula. (laughs) <laughs> right, right. Who, who thought that would be the case? Because to Kim Jong un and North Korea, denuclearization of the peninsula doesn't just mean removing North Korea's nuclear weapons, it means removing the United States' nuclear umbrella. Yep, Uh, That China has wanted us to get rid Mm -hmm. of for so long in that area that we use to protect South Korea and our other allies and our own troops in that region to protect them from uh, nuclear. And there, there are some serious weapons involved in that, too for the purpose of combating nuclear weapons and so uh, Kim considers those nuclear weapons and expects the United States to drop its as well in fact to take it farther uh, Kim would like us to remove the 28,000 plus troops we have stationed along the border so uh, Trump gave up a lot here for a, a vague promise of the sort that Kim's father and grandfather broke before him mm-hmm. uh, and, and that's where I didn't mean to stop you on number three but uh, this is key to the whole thing the word Peninsula it all ha- hinges on the word peninsula because when when Kim agrees to denuclearize the peninsula he means to disarm the United States in that region as well as himself
1: yeah good luck with
0: that because right.
1: I I don't know if that I mean that's really where I think both parties are going to hit the wall because I don't see the Maybe. United States pulling out there there's going to be no unilateral withdrawal of our any of our weaponry uh, out of uh, South Korea on, on that side right. of the border and uh it's you know the the whole thing with North Korea is The reason why, in their mind, that Donald Trump came to the negotiating table was because of their nuclear uh, capacity prior to all of this. And so I don't think reducing their nuclear capacity is going to be on the table for them at all because, of course, they're using it as a bargaining chip, and they will continue to use it as a bargaining chip. Without it, it's just, you know what, they could just be overtaken in a heartbeat. It wouldn't take very long at all for that to happen. So, right. of course, they need their nuclear deterrent, and there, won't, there, there are not any plans whatsoever to give that up. Well, number four was the United States and the DPRK commit to recovering POW MIA remains, including the immediate repatriation of those already identified.
0: That's a pretty big deal, and uh Kim's release of other Americans recently indicates that uh, that that may come to pass and and that would be that would be very good i mean Peace could come of this. We're, I think, even uh, especially, uh, you know, nobody wants peace more than progressives yeah. do. That's always been the case for uh, throughout my lifetime, certainly. Uh, and so it's not like we're rooting against it. It's, I think we're logically skeptical of it. But there are little glimmers of hope here. We'll see. History tells us that uh, Trump and Kim Jong, or Trump and North Korea, at least, have a history of breaking their promises. Yeah. So uh, the the prospects of this succeeding are not very good but there are prospects.
1: This does not lead us closer to peace. I mean, on one hand, yeah, I, I get the idea that talking is better than fighting.
0: And, and and giving up those those the remains of those prisoners of war as well.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, there, there are some minor concessions here. I mean, it doesn't hurt Kim at all. It doesn't hurt the uh, right. North Korean regime to give oh, up these oh, things.
0: Oh, oh, I don't give him credit for the concession. Yeah. I'm just saying it's a good thing and perhaps a good indicator for future talks. Uh, but... No, uh, Trump gave away far more than he got in this deal. Let me be clear about my view on that. Oh, yeah. And make no mistake, this could disintegrate with as as we speak right now, it could actually disintegrate during this call. I mean, he could pop up
1: another missile if he wanted to and blow the whole thing up in a figurative (laughs) sense, at least, if not a literal sense. You know, obviously, there's a very minor potential for there to be some sort of. Uh, ongoing uh, relationship here that is not destructive. And, but I, I, I can only imagine this going to a place where it's going to just make matters worse. I mean, that's where I'm looking at uh, this all heading. Because when you empower someone like Kim Jong Un, th- they tend to use that power. You know, the United States now right. acknowledging uh, North Korea a meeting, sitting down with the, the, the leader of North Korea, putting our flags next to their flags, doing mm-hmm. all the pomp and circumstance that you would normally do with an American ally or someone who was a willing participant to sit down because of some sort of equal footing on the international stage. There's nothing like right. this. This is okay. Uh, I'm Donald Trump, and I need uh, to increase my approval numbers. So here's what I'm going to do. I'd also like to get a Nobel Peace Prize because Barack Obama got one, and I can't have Barack Obama being, you know, somehow more accomplished than
0: I am. So and in a meeting and in a meeting with, I mean, Kim wins <laughs> all the way around. He, uh, yeah. Kim got the meeting. Kim got the international recognition yep. that he and his uh, family have wanted and his country have wanted for decades. They finally got the uh, the the recognition that they sought. And uh, uh, they got those flags side by side and so many other things. They got the invitation to the White House. And this was the legitimization that they've craved for so many years. And Trump has handed it to them Mm -hmm. with nothing but a vague promise in return.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing to hold Kim Jong-un to any of these deal points, first of all. not yet. No. And again, second of all, this is an empowered Kim Jong-un who believes, and and his people insofar as they actually believe their leader, his people all believe that it was was Kim Jong-un's military might, his nuclear capability, his nuclear deterrent. I kind of
0: believe it. Yeah, yeah,
1: that that brought Donald Trump, of all people, this giant, loudmouth, orange bastard to the table, this monster Mm -hmm. that everyone's afraid of. Well, now Donald Trump is coming to... Kim Jong or Kim Jong-un to say, I'm going to do all these great things for you. And on top of everything else, you know, in in addition to all uh, acknowledging you and meeting with you and deigning to put an American flag next to a North Korean flag, I am now going to effusively praise you for the subsequent 24 to God only knows how many hours. I mean, look at everything that Donald Trump has said since this meeting. He has bent over backwards. He stumbled over his teeny tiny little feet to just praise Kim Jong Un at every chance he gets in front of every microphone he can find. I mean, look at this. I mean, he said here in in the past 12 hours or so. Well, this is about Kim Jong Un, of course. Well, he is very talented. Anybody who takes over a situation like he did at 26 years of age and is able to run it and run it tough. It was an honor to meet Kim. Trump said, Uh, What surprised the American most about his counterpart? Great personality and very smart. Good combination, he said. (laughs) I learned that he's a very talented man. I also learned that he loves his country very much. He added that Kim was, quote, a worthy negotiator, a very worthy, very smart negotiator. His country does love him, Trump said. His people, you see the fervor. (laughs) They have a great fervor. (laughs)
0: He's an idiot. Wrong. I was just going to say the important thing to me about what Trump has said about Kim is its contrast to what he said about our allies. I I have to tell you honestly, and I'm not uh, trying to steer anything here. I'm saying for my own newscast this week, for my own report, I think I get to North Korea on about page eight of the script uh, after covering several other things first. Uh, This is an historic meeting. But. In a sense, and this is something every journalist, every anchor has to look at, is did anything change today? Is anything different? Did anything actually happen? The historic meeting of the two leaders and what they've said, as vague as it is, sure, that that bears reporting. The big story to me is this praise that Trump has heaped on Kim yeah. Jong-un, the break that he's given to ZTE, the invitation to Putin to join the G-whatever-it-is-this-week, uh, yeah, all of these things, while damning our best friends and the and Canada, the best neighbor a country could wish for, yeah. uh, while slamming our allies, uh, again, kissing the feet of dictators around the world, uh what the end game here I don't is I don't know but the prospects are frightening
1: yeah well I mean I think the real news in all of this as you said is is not only the praise but again I think the details I mean, obviously, we're talking about a transactional president who, you know, whatever deal he made in the room the other day could completely fall apart tomorrow, because that's the way Donald Trump is. And in fact, that's the way Kim Jong Un is. The fact of the matter, though, is the reason this is such big news is because it is it is is historical. But at the same time, it is a potentially catastrophic move in the absolute wrong direction. And I know it seems counterintuitive to say that because... What's the matter, Bob? <laughs> Don't you like peace? <laughs> yeah, I know. I wish this was a, a situation where we could rely on Donald Trump's word and we could rely on his, uh, his acumen in the foreign policy realm. But we can't rely on any of that. I mean, he has no, no, no idea what he's no. talking about. None, right, ever. N- nothing that he has done has led to a positive result for the United States. Everything Donald (laughs) Trump has done is leading to a positive result for Donald Trump. Not the rest of us. I mean, this is all about Donald Trump. So when Donald Trump goes off and is praising Kim Jong-un, where have we seen this before? Well, of course, we see this with Vladimir Putin all the time. And why is Donald Trump doing all of that for Vladimir Putin? Well, one, because he's compromised, and two, because he wants to build Trump Tower Moscow in addition to any number of other things
0: on Russian soil. And
1: and Duterte and and Erdogan and uh,
0: the list of dictators goes on.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and so uh, going back to this praise, I think it's important to emphasize Everything that he said so far So in addition to They have a great fervor For Kim Jong-un Speaking of the North Korean people They're going to put it together And I think they're going to end up With a very strong country And a country which has people that they're so hardworking, so industrious. That's that's what he said, so so industrious. Uh-huh. They have great beaches, he said, of North Korea. You <laughs> sure. see that whenever they're exploding their cannons into the ocean. You mean exploding their, what? Is Exploding their cannons. <laughs> this is a thing that, this reminds me of the other day of Donald Trump couldn't come up with a word for st- rain st- or, yeah, right. or or hurricane, you know what I mean? The other day he was talking, uh-huh. he was down in Houston, he couldn't come up with the word for what happens when water falls from the sky. He, he <laughs>
0: He referred to the hurricanes
1: as that big that big monster, and then all that big water fell from the sky. It came down. I mean, this is a guy who claims that he's got the best words, and he barely has any words.
0: I assumed exploding cannons was a reference to Stormy Daniels, but that's just me. <laughs>
1: exploding cannons. They're firing yeah. their artillery into the ocean. That's what you say if you're the leader of the free world, ostensibly, or someone who controls the world's, or not just the world's, world's largest military, but the largest military in the history of human civilization. And he's saying, instead of firing artillery, he's saying exploding their... Oh,
0: God. There are 12-year-old boys who study this sort of thing who are laughing at that. Yeah.
1: And then he ended this little bit by saying, you know, I said, boy, look at the view. Wouldn't that make a great condo?
0: (laughs) Uh-huh. That's, and there, and there it is. Yeah, there. It There's is. the bottom line. Yep, yep. Uh, I I know that in in one of the talks that uh, Pompeo had over there earlier, prior to the summit, uh, the the North Korean official with whom he spoke uh, was talking about you know actually and it came from him. it'd Be really nice to have a casino there <laughs> on the beach, and that's what this is all about. Oh yeah, and 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 you know you, if you go. Uh, it doesn't take it doesn't take a math whiz to to add this up. Uh, you know, this is <laughs> it, North Korea wants a condo. Uh, yep. Trump builds condos. He'd love to build one there. I mean, is all of this about that? Mm, I think a lot of it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, he even brought
1: along a trailer. He made yes. He, he produced a movie. Tra- this is Donald Trump, the president, and his staff produced a movie trailer pitching to Kim Jong Un the idea of building condos and having rail lines and roads and industrializing North
0: Korea and so on. Destiny Pictures presents. Exactly. It, it, that's actually how it starts. Destiny Pictures.
1: Presents- yeah. Here's a little bit of that.
0: It's unbelievable. Seven billion people inhabit planet Earth. Jesus. Of those alive today. Only a small number will leave a lasting impact. (laughs) And only the very few will make decisions or take actions that renew their homeland (laughs) and change the course of history. History may appear to repeat itself for generations. Cycles that never seem to end. There have been times...
1: It goes on and on. I want to go to the end where it says, starring Donald Dre Trump.
0: Featuring... President Donald Trump (laughs) and Chairman Kim Jong-un in a meeting to remake history.
1: That is, that is so, that is so awful. Have you all got
0: amnesia? Uh. They just... Us. oh this my god yep
1: all right I'm just gonna turn that off <laughs> you can see the rest of it on YouTube it's all over the place but I mean this is uh this is basically uh, the art of the deal the kiss ass version yes. whatever chapter the kissing ass version <laughs> part of the deal was uh, enumerated that's what Donald Trump is going with today
0: well you know and i heard a little bit of that real estate pitch in there mm-hmm. videos are put together for presentations for yeah. investors uh for for various projects uh trump has made his living at this if you look at, at what trump has done he he hired an architect for example who who most of the stuff the architect designs never gets built yeah. it's but but it gives trump a professional presentation to take, at least until the architect resigned recently, it gave Trump a professional presentation to take to potential investors. This video is typical of that presentation effort. It looks like what Donald Trump is trying to do is he's trying to position himself
1: to be the first on the ground in North Korea, and, and he's already starting to <laughs> schmooze like he does with all the other uh, leaders in, into, whom's, into whose country he wants to start... Uh, implanting all of his branding, right? And so in this case, he's schmoozing with Kim Jong-un, obviously, to at some point, when things open up enough for him to wiggle his way into it, he is going to start building the Trump amusement parks and the Trump casinos and the Trump restaurants and the Trump right. hotels right along those, those shorelines. He'll be further, first on the ground and get the best deals for his business. Right. because,
0: like planting a flag on the moon. <laughs>
1: exactly right. So of course he goes on and on and on saying that Kim Jong-un is smart, that he loves his people, that he loves his country. I mean, Greta Van Susteren challenged him on this uh, yesterday during the press conference. He said, look, Uh, Kim Jong Un's uh, doing what he's seen done, if you look at it, but I I really have to go by today and by yesterday and by a couple of weeks ago, because that's really when this whole thing started. You know, he again, he loves his people, right? He has a great feeling for his people is the ones he he tortures
0: and kills yes yes
1: Uh the ones he tortures and kills now about that I think we'd be remiss if we didn't start talking about that a little bit just to give you I I know
0: it's very much on your mind today the human rights violations that were not addressed in this Trump Kim summit
1: completely not addressed and we talk about the human rights atrocities in North Korea but I don't think we have a firm sense I mean we talk about oh yeah yeah Kim Jong un poisoned his own brother-in-law or whatever it was Um, we don't really talk about some of the other human Human rights atrocities, and that's in contrast to what Donald Trump has been saying about the North Korean people and
0: about Kim Jong Un. So if we, go I to, find the writing off of a killing of a relative somewhat amusing. Yeah, I, you know, I, know, but I know, but that was a, you know, yeah, sure, he killed his brother-in-law, but that was family. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and let's and, let's, I, let's talk about the the masses of people who who've <laughs> suffered at the hands of this regime,
1: right? And it's no longer shocking because we've all been talking about it. It's not like right, we all sit right. and we ponder this idea that, oh yeah, Kim. Jong-un killed members of his own family in order to consolidate his power. Yeah. Okay. What's next? So, Right. Here's just some of the things that Kim Jong-un is responsible for inside his country that we know about. Again, this Go. is only a minor selection of some of the things. Uh, <laughs> prisoners tortured and killed on account of their religious affiliation with officials mm-hmm. instructed quote, to wipe out the seed of Christian reactionaries. Check. They, yeah, that ought to be something that the Trumpers are really concerned about, that the Red Hats would be concerned about, but of course they're not. It's um, Korea.
0: They're, they're, they don't look like us.
1: A prisoner's newborn baby was fed to guard dogs and killed an abortion induced by three men standing on a wooden plank placed on a pregnant prisoners stomach a female prisoner losing consciousness after enduring a beating designed to trigger premature labor with prison officials killing her baby before she could regain consciousness Mm -hmm. a prisoner raped by a security officer after which the officer pushed a wooden stick inside her vagina and beat her lower body resulting Uh. in her death within a week Uh, The deliberate starvation, malnutrition, overwork, and death of countless prisoners, including between 1,500 and 2,000 prisoners, mostly children who are believed to have died each year from malnutrition in one camp alone, with many other prisoners beaten to death for failing to meet production quotas. A soldier supervising a forced labor site, rolling a log down a steep mountainside, killing 10 prisoners as they were carrying logs up the mountain. Sure, Routine public executions of prisoners. Carried out in front of both children and adults designed to subdue the prison population. The execution of starving prisoners found digging for edible plants on a mountainside. God, that's, that's insane. They're, they're trying to find somebody to eat on the mountainside and they're digging in the dirt for it. And they, they were executed because they were trying to find food. And of mm-hmm. course, the beating to death of a prisoner for hiding stolen corn in his mouth. This is the guy who Trump said, uh, he has a great fervor for his country and for his people
0: and that but that's what, those are prisoners and yeah. and 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 many of them are innocent of any crime that we know of here in the west, and yeah. yet they 're subjected to this These
1: There's, are actually prisoners in political prisons. these are people right, who are just spoke right. out these aren 't people who went and right. like, like stole things or committed murder. These are people right. who just spoke out against the kim jong
0: un regime right. Right, and so there, there are the relatives and the government officials Kim has killed. Yeah, there are the folks you've just outlined, and then uh, the next step up, even bigger than that, are the thousands who've died of malnutrition yeah. uh, because uh, the economy of North Korea was directed at producing the nuclear weapons that finally brought the U.S. to the bargaining table.
1: Unbelievable, the number of human rights atrocities happening on on, on Kim Jong-un's watch. And Donald Trump, I mean, he, he has the nerve to say yesterday, Buzz... That, oh, yeah, you know what? We spent a little bit of time on the human rights thing. Bye. You know, we moved on to other things. Trudeau is dishonest and weak, but Kim Jong un is just great. That's exactly right. You know, Donald Trump, (laughs) since that meeting last night, yada, 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 the human rights atrocities. Consider yes, that yes, for a second. Yes,
0: he yada yes. yada yada the human. Voice. Well, and are we surprised? Isn't that no. the Donald Trump we know, no, the no guy surprise. with no heart? No. Yeah, sure. Of course, it is.
1: Yeah, and of course his people are okay with all of that crap because
0: that's sure
1: they, it's, they're Koreans. What do we care? Exactly, because whatever dear leader says, everyone goes along with it. If you got a red hat in your head, you're going along with whatever Trump says, no matter what, right. no matter what it is. And of course, now we've got this. This contrast with the G7 summit that happened, you know, the day in the weekend before. I want to get into all of that in just a second. But, I mean, the contrast cannot be more stark. And if you think my forecasting on the Korea deal or whatever this is, is is negative? <laughs> Wait to hear me talking about the G seven.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, and I'm eager to. That, but on the subject of the Korean deal, uh, history history supports uh, your skepticism. Yeah, uh, and and skepticism even on a peace treaty on a, on a potential peace deal. Skepticism yeah. is healthy. Skepticism is good. Skepticism is wise. And and in the, in your case, in this case, it's based on history.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the New York Times put together a compare and contrast between uh, what North Korea has pledged in the past and what it's ended up doing just, uh, you know, maybe a year later. Like in September Mm -hmm. of 2005, North Korea pledged to abandon nuclear weapons. Well, by October of 2006, they conducted their first nuclear test. In October of 2008, they agreed to disclose where their nuclear facilities were. But then in December 2008, this is a few months later, they refused a system for verification. In February 2012, they made deals to suspend nuke and missile programs and then by March of 2012, the very next month, they launched a satellite killing the deal. So,
0: In the words of the president of the United
1: States, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. <laughs> oh, God, God, yeah. I mean, a lot of smart people, unfortunately, today are giving this guy the benefit of the doubt. And I don't know what he's done to deserve that, but he absolutely doesn't deserve oh, that. he'll and, break it. Yeah, he'll break it. He'll absolutely, everything will fall apart, I'm pretty That's sure. That's right, of it, yeah. Okay, uh, you know what I discovered, Buzz, the other day. What? Uh-huh. I, I'm starting to lose my hair. I'm starting to lose the hair, and uh, right on the top of my head, right. I guess they call that the crown of the head, like right. Yes, it,
0: I. Yeah, I, I got a little of that too. Now a lot of guys do the comb over. I do the curl over because I have curly hair. Yeah. Well, you know what? <laughs> but, we, we're,
1: we're both kind of known for our thick, lustrous hair. That's right. <laughs> our rich, luscious hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think we have decent hairlines, both of us, but I don't know me. I, yes, I, yes. I, I may end up uh, uh, surpassing you on the hair loss front because I'm starting to gradually thin. I can just feel it. And then, you know, yeah, when no. I'm at the gym, I, I look in all those mirrors. They've got all the mirrors all over the gym. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I can see directly the back of my head through the reflections. And, oh, man, I have to go to dot mm-hmm. right now. That's f o r h i m s.com. Hair today, gone tomorrow, did you know that two-thirds of all men lose their hair by the time they're 35? The hairline recedes, bald spot appears, hello, and what will that look like in a year from now? Or two years for that matter. Yeah. maybe, Maybe you'd like to keep your hair you have as long as possible, but pro tip, don't buy the stuff at convenience stores and gas stations, buy the stuff from medicine and science. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional if not inevitable for hims.com connects you with real doctors and medical grade solutions to help you keep the hair you have and with money saving generic generic prescriptions for hims.com is a guy's one-stop shop for hair loss skin care and sexual wellness there's no waiting room no awkward doctor visits and it's all much faster just answer a few quick questions the doctor reviews your answers and writes a prescription that comes straight to your door the website is amazing. I've delved into wow. it a little bit. I can't wait to f- find some sort of solution with what's going on on the top of my head, and I'm sure 4Hems is going to help
0: me. It's a cool website. you got to check it out.
1: Yeah, right now my listeners get a uh, get one trial month for hymns for just 5 bucks, and save hundreds of dollars on doctor and pharmacy visits. See their website wow. for details. This is a very limited offer, so hit pause right now. Go to 4 slash B-O-B-C. I'll spell it out for you. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash B-O-B-C. Forhims dot com slash B-O-B-C. The
0: Bob The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. All right, welcome back to our Tuesday show. Buzz Jong-un is here today. I don't know why I'm calling him that. A lot of people don't know this about this song. Yeah. It's called Two Princes, and it was written after a meeting in the Seychelles Islands.
1: Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) I know. Oh, but wouldn't that be funny if it were true? There were two princes there, (laughs) or prince representatives. (laughs)
1: Oh, hey, make sure to go shopping, or not, what what am I talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, just go shopping through our Amazon <laughs> link if you want to. It's the all caps Amazon link beneath our logo. You go shopping as normal uh, uh, from the front page of Amazon.com, and we get a teeny tiny commission from some of the things you buy. Thank you for doing that. Also, make sure while you're clicking stuff at com to click on our Patreon link and go to our Patreon page to support the show. We had a huge uh, after-party show, and for some reason, Buzz... yes. This is the weirdest thing that's developed on the after party over the last, uh, I don't know, month or two it's of the huge, shows. Yeah. Yeah. The weirdest thing is uh, for some reason, the shape of my penis has come up several times <laughs> on the after party. And I don't know how we end up on that topic of conversation, but somehow. <laughs> Kimberly A. Johnson steers us back to uh, that very personal detail. So, if you want to find out what my penis looks like, you can listen to the Uh if you're so inclined, or if, you know, if it makes it, it makes it nauseous to think about that, then you can skip right over it because you. Can- That's
0: what the skip button is for. Yeah, exactly. but you know, who knows? This could sell more downloads. You never know. <laughs> so, meanwhile,
1: Trump uh, said he has one of the great memories of all time because there weren't any note takers in the uh, in the meeting yesterday. <laughs> uh, and it doesn't matter, though, because Trump has one of the great memories. He, this is right. This is something he seriously said. This is not something he was kidding about. He mm-hmm. actually said it. Here it is. Well, I don't have to verify because I have one of the great
0: memories
1: of all time. so I don't have to. Uh, it's one of the great great memories of all time. And also, oh my God, a shitty grandpa. Boy, is he tired. That, you see, that was one of the things I was worried about last night is that. Uh-huh with all of the the jetting back and forth from uh, you know he was in uh, Quebec and then he flew from Quebec to Singapore and then he's up all night i think he was up for 25 hours continuously Right,
0: and working in a in a in a time zone that is uh, diametrically twelve hours from the East Coast,
1: and blazingly hot. I don't know if you saw any of the pool reporters or any of the cameramen scurrying around outside that facility uh, last they night. They actually
0: got into the pool at one point.
1: Man, some pit stains. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. Wouldn't that have been funny if if Kim Jong Un and Donald Trump had just dove into the pool uh, with their clothes all on
0: and their hair. Or the reporters, yeah, and their
1: hair would have just floated to the surface uh you know the other question i had was whether or not trump brought his unsecured iphones with him because oh sure 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 of course (laughs) probably
0: hey you know you just mentioned it made me think about it this was a meeting of uh not two great minds but two of the most unique hairstyles on the planet (laughs) yeah
1: right and uh I'm not sure what exactly does it but I think it has something to do with the fact that they're they kind of position themselves as these crazy you know kind of comic
0: book supervillains with at, yes.
1: at least that's yes. what that's what we see uh, that's what
0: I see. When, yeah, that's what you and I see when they do their thing, when they're being themselves. Yeah. What we see are comic book villains, but real and scary. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: exactly right. And so it wouldn't shock me if these guys form some sort of alliance. But uh, maybe, maybe an informal alliance. I don't know. Uh, I I don't know exactly whether or not this is going to come to pass. But it seems like something that possibly could, depending on how. Things begin to disintegrate between us and our allies, and oh yeah, oh, yeah in, in fact, you know Abby Huntsman on Fox News Channel. Did you see that called uh, Trumpet? Yes, two, di- yeah, two accident- dictators.
0: Yeah, I accidentally called him. It. She meant to say two dicks, I'm pretty sure, but <laughs> uh, yeah, she she did. And that, I mean, that's just funny, and and it really does feel like a Freudian slip, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah.
1: So uh, here's the thing. Here's the difference between the G7 summit and why it went the way it went. Okay. and the North Korea summit and why it went the way it went, at least uh-huh. from the perspective of Donald Trump. Okay. So North Korea helps Donald Trump with his base. The G7 right. nations do not. I mean, the G7 nations, if you're Donald Trump's base, if you're one of the red hats, you don't give a rip whether or not Justin Trudeau is angry or sad or offended by things that Donald Trump has said. In fact, no. it actually plays to your ideology uh, that Trudeau and Macron and Angela Merkel are just completely
0: weirded out like the rest of us about Donald Trump's behavior at the G7. So, yeah, they like that. They like they like other world leaders being off guard. I I, I would speculate that Trump supporters don't like France don't like Germany, Nope. don't like Britain, don't care about Canada, don't see Trudeau as any kind of a threat. And uh, what they see, what Trump supporters see, is their tough president uh, getting tough and uh, fighting for American jobs when in fact... What he is doing is eliminating American jobs, is killing American jobs by taking the trade stance that he's taking.
1: I, I wish it was just about the jobs, too, because this is about so much more. Yeah. Oh,
0: of course and, it is. Of course and, it
1: is. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's really about Donald Trump stepping away from all of these Atlantic alliances. Or the, the mm-hmm. you know, Of course, the main Atlantic alliance, which is between all of the G7 countries, uh, but uh, adding uh, Japan in there, too. But the... It is it is so potentially tragic where all of this goes, because what we're doing is not just simply, you know, like turn of the century, 1920s, 1930s isolationism. What we're talking about here is not just isolating ourselves, but also pushing away our closest allies yes. i mean yes the, the way donald trump is behaving toward canada at the very least i mean for god's sake canada we couldn't script this we couldn't write this into a script because it would seem almost too ludicrous silly yeah silly yeah which is why i think that michael moore movie uh, canadian bacon didn't work the way it should have
0: worked because it's so inconceivable No, this one should start doug and bob mckenzie I think.
1: <laughs> yeah but I mean, it's it's so bizarre the idea. Okay, now we're we're throwing down against
0: Canada. Well, why if you are could, we? If you could, if you, I'm sorry, but if you could think of a country on this planet that you want your country physically adjacent to, what country would you choose? China, absolutely, Canada. I mean, it's, Canada. It's a, yeah, of course, and, of and- course. <laughs> yeah, they are the best neighbor a country could have. In addition to being a, a Decades uh, more than that, uh, uh, scores of yeah, uh, they've been uh, longtime allies, as as have Britain and France and Germany and the others, and uh, you know none of those countries that Trump is punishing uh, for not playing along yep. with his twenty five percent metals tariffs, uh, those countries individually cannot hurt the United States, and I think that's what Trump is thinking. What he does not realize is that combined. The remaining six countries working together can do a lot to hurt the United States.
1: By the way, someone asked Trump uh, why he didn't stay longer in Singapore and negotiate uh-huh. for more denuclearization details from North Korea. Right. Uh, he said to reporters on the plane, I'd rather fly during the night and get back tonight. He told uh, me. It's, it's, it's <laughs> about priorities, Bob. It's about priorities. <laughs> It's so Donald Trump can fly back overnight. He said uh-huh. there was nothing more we could have done. We had the agreement done. Well, he clearly didn't have the agreement done because no, he admitted no. like an hour before that they could, they it had this other done, yeah. yeah, because they had the the dismantling of this one nuclear engine factory he was describing. Right. Well, that was done after the deal was already written down. And so right. he didn't you didn't get the agreement done. Uh,
0: oh no. Okay. no no All no right. but he got the photo I'm he got the he got the photo op done <laughs> I'm saying that's that's what that was about
1: oh yeah and I, i'm sitting here just massaging my temples with my index fingers going <laughs> oh god oh my god
0: you, you, you're getting the singapore sweat.
1: yeah there you go <laughs> uh and, and but yeah I,
0: it's it's terrifying it is
1: as if that wasn't bad enough obviously going back to the g7 uh meeting uh you know you can't emphasize this enough there right. is, there is no trade deficit with canada there is no none. Lie. Yeah, this is yeah. a fabrication by donald a trump, trump. line yeah. yeah yeah and so basically Basically, he is manufacturing the pretext for a trade war against our closest ally. And this is I mean, you talk about uh, connections that you can make with prior presidents. This is uh, this is almost as bad as the Bush administration fabricating a pretext to go to war in Iraq. Except this is not obviously not a shooting war. This is not something where we're engaging yet. in some kind of regime change. <laughs> yeah, yet, right. exactly right. Yet. But this is manufacturing a false pretext for a trade war against mm-hmm. Canada, which you know, again, none of this information is like hidden somewhere. It's not like no. the the trade uh, situation with Canada is some sort of magical top secret number that none of us can actually look at. We know that there's not. How do we know this? Well, all we got to do is look at the website for Trump's self-appointed, hand-picked U.S. trade representative. This guy named, uh, I think his name is, it's either Robert or Richard Lighthizer. And and Robert slash Richard Lighthizer. I, I should actually look up what this guy's name is. I think it's- R. Yeah, Lighthizer. Yeah, <laughs> Robert Lighthizer. There you go. Thank you. On this website, and it's again, it's a .gov website, Mm USTR.gov, we find all the details we need to know in terms of whether or not that there's a trade deficit or a trade surplus with Canada. And the first paragraph of this page reporting on the most recent uh, numbers in the trade relationship with Canada says quite clearly, and I'm going to read the, this first paragraph. Two sentences. U.S. goods and services trade with Canada totaled an estimated 673 billion dollars in 2017. Mm-hmm. Exports were 341 billion. Imports were 332 billion. The U.S. goods and service trade surplus with Canada was 8.4 billion dollars in 2017. Right. There is a trade surplus with Canada, mm-hmm. not right. a trade deficit in any sense of the imagination. An 8.4 billion dollar trade surplus but if you look at donald trump's twitter feed you won't see any of that because of course he's lying and making things up and just i you know i don't know where his head is as far as this goes other than to continue with the ongoing process of appealing to the the red hats and appealing to his base it seems like the the motivating
0: factor isn't it it, it clearly and, – and it's also a clear intent at breaking up that Western alliance, The, the what is now what is now a Western alliance of, yep. of the G6 or 7. Uh, it, it appears <laughs> it won't be the 8 that he was hoping for. It may be the 6 he hadn't planned on. Uh, but uh, it, 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 this is – breaking up that alliance is what he has sought to do. Breaking up NATO is what he has sought to do. Same goals as Vladimir Putin. Yep. Exactly the same goals to break up the Western alliances, and he has this admiration for dictators. This can't end well, no. If if allowed to continue, which is why the Mueller investigation remains so important. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Well, here's the problem in all of this, and and it's one thing for those of us who are actually citizens of this country to scratch our heads and go, oh, "What the hell is he talking?" about? what does he say? He's clearly making this up. Oh, I see. I'm I'm looking on this website for the U.S. Trade Representative, a guy who Donald Trump appointed for this post to actually uh, conduct trade deals and to keep track of our trade deals and so on. And this says one thing and Donald Trump's telling us another thing. And, and it's, it's fine. We're all going nuts and the steam is shooting out of our ears like Uncle Fester, uh, basically 24 seven these days. The problem is, is the other countries are talking about a, a, a scene that to me underscores and illustrates Trump's relationship with the rest of the world. And it's that photo of him sitting with his arms crossed and all of Mm -hmm, the other mm -hmm. Western world leaders hovering over him going, what the
0: fuck are you talking about? Ask anyone who knows anything about body language, what those folded arms mean.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. And so basically where this all starts to fall apart is in that disconnect of what is a fact and what is Donald Mm -hmm. Trump manufactured fiction And when you are Justin Trudeau or Emmanuel Macron or Angela Merkel or Theresa May or any other uh, Shinzo Abe, for that matter, if you're any of these world leaders and you're trying to conduct talks with Donald Trump and Donald Trump is just making shit up and yanking things out of his doughy ass on a regular basis, you are going to get frustrated because... In addition to all those things, Donald Trump is using that bogus information, the stuff that he's making up, as a pretext to get belligerent with your country and to embarrass you as a, as a national leader of your nation. So He,
0: he, he entered that, that summit like John Belushi, he had only worse. <laughs> he, he, he couldn't have been more bull in a China shop about it. He, yeah. he didn't want to go. He arrived late he arrived jokingly th- with joking threats yeah. uh and and then on to the real threats he was just an ass the entire time uh-huh. he was there he was like you you take your kid to Aunt Susie's house and the kid is just a, a nightmare the entire time you're there because the kid doesn't want to be there. Nope. This is not what the kid wanted to do. What the kid wants to do is go to Uncle Kim's house which is where we're going right <laughs> after Aunt Susie's house and that's all he cares about. He doesn't care about uh, you know uh, you know the, the first visit. He only cares about the second. So it just, he arrived with a bad attitude he arrived with the intention of just stirring things up and leaving and leaving early
1: now and, and the next question buzz is what happens generally speaking to world leaders who defy uh, the will of of the West, who defy let's say for example the g seven countries? what happens to those world leaders who, who routinely embarrass who embarrass us, who renege on their on their commitments, who renege on the deals that they make, who renege on their their relationship with these other countries. What happens to that? They're often sanctioned,
0: right? Yeah, they're excluded, isolated, and sanctioned, which is what's yeah. going to happen to the US, which is, absolutely. I think, where you're going with this.
1: Yeah. Yes, 100%. Yeah. That's absolutely where I'm gaming this out. This is where the, the end game to all of this is that. Uh, this doesn't just end with us moving on to something else because we're not talking about some member of the Senate or we're not talking about a governor or someone in the media. What we're talking about are other world leaders who, again, have their own reputations to defend and their own political support that they need to continue to rally in their own And their own
0: people to protect, yes.
1: Yeah, and so how much more are they going to tolerate this
0: fact- They're not. Fact the complete absence of facts when dealing with Donald Trump. Any doubts they had about Donald Trump were confirmed at this G seven summit. And as I said before, no single one of those G six countries Can do us a lot of harm. They can all harm us to some degree. But if they uh, band together and if they make it a G6 and exclude the United States uh, from future summits and isolate us and in their own way sanction us for what Trump is doing, uh, Americans are going to lose their jobs. They're going to pay Ridiculously, uh, in, uh, ridiculous increases in prices. Yeah. Uh, it, it's horrible. They, you know, the World Bank has warned that this could lead to a worldwide recession. Yeah. This trade war that Trump so obviously, desperately wants. Uh, The the loss of these longtime allies, I think a subsequent president can get them back. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, uh, we're the pariah. We're the North Korea now, thanks to Donald Trump. And
1: I'm not 100% confident we're going to have a subsequent president.
0: (laughs) Donald uh, Trump, the last president of the United States.
1: I'm really (laughs) concerned about that, honest (laughs) to God. But I mean, you know, these things always end up escalating before they get better. And so we've got donald trump insulting these other friendly nations then they retaliate and then of course Uh the red hats get all irritated because france or canada or germany or great britain is is retaliating against us so we have to hit them back even harder so they're going to demand they're going to demand blood from trump so then trump obliges his base and then continues to insult and threaten our allies and left without further recourse sanctions obviously or regime change or something i mean i've been predicting regime change since during the campaign if trump got elected we'd have world leaders talking about well how do we continue to do business with this guy in office maybe we should work toward getting him out of office and i'm not necessarily saying assassinations or anything like that but i'm talking about Pressure to push him out, I think it's would been, be the starting uh, Yeah, point.
0: it's been it's been done before. Certainly, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, it's, maybe they can get help from Russia because Russia knows how. China apparently knows how as well. I mean, how long uh, can
1: you be one of these world leaders and just stand around and hope that you, American you that American can't. voters
0: I mean, wise up? <laughs> it is clear. It is clear that Macron has enough. It is clear that Trudeau has enough. Yep. Has seen enough. Uh, Merkel uh, less vocal about it, but you, all, you have, you, all you have to do is read her face uh to know how she <laughs> feels about all this like I said they've had suspicions and concerns about Trump before but maybe thought well maybe he's just an a hole and it'll all work out in yep. the end no they found out at this summit it's never going to work out it's done it's over. At yeah. least as long as Trump is president, so it 's on i i re I truly believe it 's on at this point, point. and it, the the worst part of it is and it, I listening to you outline what what you think will happen here uh, as Americans do pay higher prices and lose their jobs you 're right with trump 's guidance, they will blame Canada they will blame yeah. Germany uh, for those higher prices because Trump will guide them into believing it's their fault when really it's his fault for starting this war uh, that, that caused this retaliation.
1: Oh, and in fact, today, Buzz, we got a great example of Donald Trump changing gears like that, of, of switching up and obfuscating. I mean, he said here, honestly, and he's talking about North Korea, of course, he said, honestly, I think he's going to do these things, meaning the terms uh-huh. of the deal. The I, I may be wrong, he said. He said, <laughs> I may stand before you in six months and say, hey, I was wrong. I don't know that I'll admit that, but I'll find some kind of an excuse. He said, "I'll find uh-huh. some kind of an excuse uh-huh. so that he doesn't have to admit that he's wrong." So this right. is what we can absolutely expect. So of course, the onus is going to be on our allies to uh, to to be the grown ups in the room. But I don't know how long they can actually do that if Donald Trump is sniping at them and calling them weak and uh, and and making up
0: misleading facts. And oh, they don't have to become unpresidential to respond to Donald Trump. Yeah, they can do it with with isolation and sanctions, just, just as we're talking about, without ever uttering an unkind word. Yeah. Uh, although they seem less reluctant to utter those unkind words after this summit in Canada. Right. Well, we've
1: got many more details about this uh, and, and the reaction from other countries coming up.
0: Uh, Macron hit back. <laughs> Merkel hit back. Right, right. Hey, you, at one point I'd like to squeeze in here, because we may or may not get to immigration today, and I understand that. But I want to say that you were talking about Trump uh, backing off his uh, claim of success on the Korean summit. Likewise, in spite of all the horrible, horrible, horrible things that are happening in the area of immigration, uh, to, the New York Times reports now Trump is now softening his language on immigration because he'd like to get the US up US into the World Cup soccer tournament. <laughs> Yes. So from this point forward, from this point forward, in spite of all the ugliness you have witnessed on the subject of immigration, from this point forward, uh, Trump will be more conciliatory on that subject, at least until he gets us into the World Cup. And then it's back to business. Then as it's usual. back. Yeah,
1: absolutely back to business as usual. Again, everything is transactional for Donald Trump. Nothing is right. permanent, everything exactly. is temporary. All right, exactly. more on this and more coming up right after these words. Hey, how you doing? Hey, let me ask you a question. You've gotten anything for your dad for Father's Day yet? Oh, balls. Yeah, I totally forgot, too. No, I mean I got him Oh Balls soap. Bubble Genius makes soap that look like golf balls and smell like fresh-cut grass in metal buckets. Get out of town. He's crazy for the
0: golf. Don't forget your dad this Father's Day. Bubble Genius has balls and more for the first man in your life. Bubblegenius.com. Bob Seska. <laughs> Show, presented by
1: oh, this is awful. God. Trump said uh, that the well, over 100,000 North Koreans being kept in gulags are uh-huh. one of the great winners of the summit.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah, I'd seen that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody wins with Trump.
1: Everyone gets a prize. All the people in the gulags get a prize, right? <laughs> Which means they're not going to get a prize, obviously. Right. Uh, Okay, so White House Trade Advisor Pete Navarro said that there's a special place in hell for Trudeau and world leaders who double cross Trump. Uh huh, and that's what bad faith Justin Trudeau did with that stunt press conference. He said, huh." Uh-huh. Larry, at- L- 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 Larry
0: Kudlow and Larry Kudlow, Trump's economic advisor, uh, said that uh, Trudeau had betrayed Trump. So yeah. that's the stage we're setting here. <clears throat>
1: yeah, and and actually, Larry Kudlow had a heart attack last night. That was kind of a that happened. Yeah, to-
0: well, that's the thing, and that's what that's. I'll just cut to my chase here, which is uh, uh, Navarro said this horrible thing: special place in hell for Trudeau. Uh, Larry Kudlow said. Similar things uh, called. Uh, I don't remember the rest of it, but I know he accused uh, Trudeau of betraying Trump, and he said, "You don't betray the president of the United States." We talked about karma on a on a recent show. I, I'm sorry, uh, Kudlow is expected to survive and be just fine, <laughs> but after doing this, he had a heart attack, and now uh, the other guy, Navarro, has apologized. Has been, I guess, forced to apologize for what he had said. So, in both of these cases, you have these two. Uh, you know. It, you have like a gang of bullies and then you have a couple of guys who really back up the gang leader. Yeah. Uh, and, and uh, so that's what, those are the, the jobs that Navarro and Kudlow rushed into. They rushed to, to, uh, you know, double toughen what, what Trump had to say. And then uh, one of them got a heart attack and the other one had to uh, retract his statement. And that is once oh, again, very instant karma.
1: Oh yeah. No, no doubt about that. And, yeah. and so I think I think we're looking at, in addition to the United States being sanctioned, or at least in some way being ostracized by mm. our allies, which could have all kinds of ramifications in a national, right. in a, in a national crisis situation. Jobs,
0: crisis, worse, mean, yeah.
1: Remember that during 9-11, a lot of those planes that were in the sky as the attack was happening were uh-huh. rerouted to where? Canada. Canada took yeah. in... I don't know hundreds if not thousands of jetliners that were in the right. sky while the attack was taking place. You know, right. these are things that this is why we have allies. This is why we rely on other nations not just to trade because when we're trading with people we're not fighting with them. So a lot
0: of a lot of what Trump is doing here is pursuing his America first agenda. But what A lot of us see in that is an America-alone agenda. (laughs) Yeah. An America-isolated agenda. Yeah. This is frightening uh, for the reasons you're outlining now. But
1: what's ironic about that is as much as Donald Trump screams about the America-first agenda... Why is he so eager to to cozy up to Vladimir Putin, to spoon with Kim Jong-un in Singapore? I mean, uh-huh. he was at the G7, basically making enemies of all of our allies, while at the right. same time saying, hey, why don't we bring Russia back into the club? How about that? That's a great idea, despite what happened to, <laughs> in Crimea four years ago.
0: With, with enemies like these, who needs friends?
1: Jesus Christ. I mean, Russia is actively interfering in Western elections and trying to throw away NATO and trying to mm-hmm. try, trying to uh, install all of these reactionary populist politicians and policies into Western countries like France, like the UK, like the United States, successfully so in the United States and the UK. Uh, you know, why would we even consider putting that country back into this uh this this group of western countries why would we make it a g8 again that it makes no goddamn sense whatsoever unless of course you were there to do the bidding of of russia of of the kremlin mm-hmm. and that's obviously what donald trump was doing by calling for the reinstatement i mean c- god damn it captain obvious is obvious isn't he i mean <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ there is no reason I mean, but like I don't know, like right before invading Iraq. Oh, yeah, you know what? We got to we got to bring uh, Iraq into the uh <laughs> into one of these western. Why don't we bring Iraq right. into NATO? How about that? That's a great idea. No, you don't do that because uh, you know, in this case Russia attacked us, Russia attacked all these other countries and this this is again where where our allies begin to separate themselves from us as long right. as this buffoon is president, because what he's doing is he's propping up a guy who's actively attacking our allies. And and of course, they're going to say at some point, why? Why are you doing this? <laughs> Don't do this. Right, you right. know what I mean. That, I'm not they... sure
0: what his end game is. It's clear he's uh, trying to break up the G6. It's it's clear he's at least to break the United States away from it. Uh, he's talked about dissolving NATO. Uh, he, he just he clearly doesn't care about our closest friends while praising Kim Jong Un, Duterte, Erdogan, and so on. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, on top of all of that, Axios right. reported today that in April. Trump told French President Macron that the European Union is worse than China. China. Uh-huh. China! That is, uh, that is absurd. That <laughs> they is know. absurd in see,
0: Macron, Macron is a smart guy. All these folks are. And they know. They see through this. They know what BS this is. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I mean, if like I said, if there was ever any doubt before this latest G7 summit, uh, about Donald Trump among other world leaders, that doubt has been erased. They know for sure now.
1: Well, and what did I say the last time, or maybe it was the, the first time Trump with, met with Macron? And I think it was in uh, France, in fact. I, mm-hmm. I've been yes. saying for a while now that Macron is absolutely toying with Donald Trump. And we saw that again on display. Uh, over the weekend where Macron evidently laid a like an iron grip on <laughs> Donald Trump's hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah messing so, with him. So yeah. much so that it left a mark. And, and, you know, we've seen him. He does this thing where he's constantly, he almost winks and, and nudges mm-hmm. the camera yeah. when oh, he's yeah, with yeah. Trump. He's like, all right, watch me. I'm going to really screw with him now. I'm going to make him believe that I'm his absolute best friend in the entire world. Uh-huh, wink, uh-huh. wink, wink, nudge, nudge.
0: Yeah, and now and now we're seeing the follow up. We're seeing Macron. Yeah. Uh you know, that was he was willing to play that diplomatic game, that charm game Macron was up to a point. Yeah. Uh thanks to the Trump's uh, behavior at Aunt Susie's house in Canada over the weekend, <laughs> uh Macron's done with that. He's just done with it. I think Merkel's done with it. I know Trudeau's yep. done with it. Yep. Uh they're all done with him now. They realize there is no point in talking to this fool.
1: Yeah, meanwhile, Angela Merkel said Europe is going to uh, implement countermeasures against yeah, the United sure. States terrorists. They all are. Stealing they all yeah. Are. Yeah.
0: And And I wouldn't be surprised if they banded together. Yep. Uh, they might not even have to. Just each of those countries doing those things all at once uh, has the effect of, uh, of colluding against the United States. But uh, look who started it, look who invited it, look who provoked them.
1: I, yeah, I'm sure. While Trump was not in the room uh, up in Quebec, uh, I sure. think they were all talking about him. They were all saying, "How do oh, of course, we? How of do course. we deal with this?" I mean, obviously, dealing with Trump has been a major issue among these mm-hmm. nations since the since the election. I mean, just, yeah, there's, but there's... it was
0: more of a mystery then. It's less of yeah. a mystery now, and I think they know. I mean, uh, do they have a formal plan? No, yeah. but I think they all know how they're going to deal with this.
1: I think ultimately the prognosis is Donald Trump is making shit up as he goes along. Like, there's no plan. Well, there's no strategy here. It's True, just like- there
0: is. Yeah, no plan, no strategy. He has beliefs. He yeah. doesn't go. He doesn't go in armed with facts or preparation. No. He goes in with his beliefs, as ridiculous as they are, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know, uh, trying to sell other world leaders on on his ridiculous ideas. Well, they're not going to buy them any more than he's going Dude. to buy theirs. No, definitely not. But you know,
1: meantime, what's the, the great irony in all of this is that Donald Trump, while he continues to talk shit on the world stage, mm-hmm. his, his own government. I mean, we talked about Mr. Lighthizer and, you know, the the assessment of the US trade representative about where we are with trade in Canada. Well, I mean, we've seen examples like this left and right with regards to Russia, and what we've been doing about Russia. Another case here, yesterday, the Treasury Department imposed additional sanctions on five Russian entities, and three individuals saying they worked with Moscow's intelligence service on ways to conduct cyber attacks against the US and its allies. So for some reason, and I'm glad this is kind of going on the The executive branch is kind of pulling against Donald Trump against the mm-hmm. weight parts of, of it, yeah, yeah, at least trying to do the right thing in some cases, despite what he is saying publicly. And I don't know if this is by design or if this is just the the inner working of government moving forward the way it should, despite the leader at the top being an absolute batshit lunatic. I hope that's the case. I mean, I hope we have a system that's strong enough that uh, that our government continues to function properly. History,
0: history tells us we we do. Uh, John Meacham is a, a Pulitzer Prize winning historian. Yeah, and I read. A, I'm going to paraphrase a great quote from him that is basically: "If you know your history, you will not despair."
1: <laughs> yeah, I, and I hope that's true. But there are yeah. so many people. <laughs> who just are completely untethered to history and what all this means and most of them right now are going today right now Nobel Peace Prize for Donald Trump because of North Korea. In the words of our president, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Jesus, Kim Jong Un has all kinds of fervor for his people. You know, when he's not torturing them to death
0: and right. You know, I, like- I think he meant to say fever. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I wish I was more. Po- I wish I could find something more positive to say about all of these things, but I, you know, and maybe it's just my overall overloaded mood. You know, last week, Buzz, I compared myself to one of those Roomba things. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. where <laughs> You're it's bouncing
0: from corner to corner. Exactly,
1: yeah. and I'm f- and and my uh, my chamber for all the dirt is overflowing at this point. I need to empty my collection chamber
0: of all the shit. So, I, God, I need we, this. This nation has been through. Believe it or not, things that were every bit as bad. A half a dozen times the U.S. has been through this situation or worse, and we survived it. And again, if you know your history, you know that uh, we're going to be okay. Yeah. Well,
1: you know, and there's more to come. I mean, there's uh, we've, got, uh, we've got to talk about Trump's doctrine. Apparently, Trump has a doctrine now. Uh, we're going to talk about this. a terrible ruling by the Supreme Court. Uh-huh. We're gonna we're gonna get to all of this on the postmortem show. By the way, good. There are our uh, are, are actual White House staffers who are tasked with reassembling all the papers that Donald Trump tears up
0: in the Oval yes. Office. Yeah, <laughs>
1: and of course, another example of cruel whimsy that all that's all coming up on the postmortem show. It's going to be another fun one. So stand by. Make sure <laughs> to go to our Patreon page. You can get there through the all caps patreon link at bobsesca.com just beneath the logo takes you to our patreon page where you can sign up to support the show there's a one dollar level there's a five dollar level that the five dollar level will get you the two postmortem shows every week ten dollars per month will get you uh, two postmortem shows and the after party every week and then fifteen dollars a month will get you all of that stuff plus a commercial free version of this show so please go and support independent media through our patreon page and we thank you in advance. Buzz Burbank can be found at buzzburbank.com and also realmnetwork.com. Uh, oh, and also on iTunes, iHeartRadio, uh, Stitcher Radio, the Google Play Store. What, what am I forgetting?
0: It's I a, it's everywhere. Everywhere, Every, fire everywhere. newscasts are given away free. <laughs>
1: there you go. Uh, Jody Hamilton's at from-the-bunker.com. Uh, David Ferguson's at facebook.com slash See you next time, folks. Bye-bye.